Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What is up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan Podcast. And today we are here with Ingrid Thompson. So excited to have her here. She is the founder of Healthy Numbers. And honestly, this lady, we've been talking for quite a while before this interview, actually, it's been a lot of fun to get to know her, um, but really just her passion around helping people to understand the numbers in their business. And for some of you, you might be like, oh, glaze over, right? Numbers are always those things that we're scared of, but I really loved her model because it was all about numbers are not difficult or complicated. It's how much you spend and how much you make. And as long as you're making more than you spend, you're great. And I love that model. So I'm excited to have her kind of talk through that and help work us through maybe some of those mental blocks, especially as we kind of get past this plateau that we're all sitting at. So Ingrid, say what's up to everybody and then we'll hop in. <laughs> what's up indeed. I love that because we never say it. It's not an Australian expression. <laughs> yeah, no, <I'm> not Australian. <laughs> I think we say g'day and I do practice my g'day. So listeners can practice that as well. So yeah, no, no thanks so much for having more. me on. <laughs> thanks so much for having me on and I just hope everyone's still with us I mean just because we're talking about numbers like don't go stay I promise we're going to make this fun yeah it'll be, it'll be more fun than than even marketing so let's mm-hmm. let's delve into it so the very first thing Ingrid I want to I want to talk about that methodology I know you showed me the pyramid and I love it so for those of you who especially on audio she had this diagram it's basically a pyramid with four levels And they're like two big mental blocks that help you kind of launch to the top of the pyramid. So can you kind of talk through that framework and how you help people in that sense? Yeah, so um, it's a a really interesting model in terms of um, how we think about people falling into four categories. So the the lowest category or the bottom of the pyramid, if you think about that, is a business that's struggling, a business that never looks at the numbers, they lurch from idea to idea, and they avoid having any conversations. And, And the big myth at this level is that people think numbers are hard. And then people are either in that level or they move to another level, which is the unpredictable level. They have a business that's unpredictable. They look at their bank account and there's some money there, so they think they're doing okay. And their prices don't change much because they're not really quite sure how to make price changes. And they prefer to listen when it comes to the conversations. They, they, They don't avoid them, they listen, but they're never really sure what's happening in a conversation. And the difference between these two parts of the pyramid is that there's this fear and ignorance line, what I call a fear and ignorance line. And what happens at people who run a business that's not struggling is that they've got to the point where they start to understand their numbers. And what I say to people is, you learned to be a dentist or you learned to be a hairdresser or you learned to be the business that you run. And you weren't born that, you learned how to be it and you can learn how to do numbers. So if you learned that craft, that you have, you can certainly um, learn this as well. And then there's the consistent businesses. So if you think up the pyramid, you've got these two levels, then you've got the next level up. So you've got the third level up, it's consistent. You know, the business is doing well, they run the report, the accounts are up to state, and I'm doing okay. And then we reach what we call a good enough line. And that's what you and I were talking about, Josh, is that there's that sort of plateau. And that line is the one where, we, it's important to know that it's okay to want more. 
It's okay to totally understand. It's okay to make your decisions based on data and facts. And it's okay to feel like an equal when it comes to actually making the conversations around money. And I hope for the people that are um, doing that, following that from a visual point of view, I hope I've painted that picture well. But we sort of go from struggling to unpredictable to consistent to powerful. And the two lines we cross is that fear and ignorance line of just numbers can be difficult, but you learned what you've learned and you can learn about numbers. You don't have to be an accountant. You don't have to get to that level. That's what your accountant's for. But, you know, learning to understand them. And then, as you say, there's that plateau where people go, yeah, good enough. Yeah, I'm doing okay. But there's actually another level beyond that. And it's okay to be in that level. Yeah. That feels powerful. It feels empowered. It feels confident. Right. Yeah. It's it's more than just okay. And I, I love that because you know, in our in our conversation before this, it, what we were talking about with that is is I mean, money is one of those things you just have to learn once and you just have to understand a yeah. few simple things. Once you know those things, you'll have them mm -hmm. forever. It's not like marketing where it's constantly changing. It's not like, you know, branding or sales or anything. It's, it's a consistent, simple pattern. If you understand those, then your business will grow. And I, and I love that because your, your entire business and your being, everything you're about is around, let's break those two lines. And if yeah. you're you know, listening to this, you're at that plateau mark. That's probably one of the number one reasons why you haven't been able to get past that point is because you've yeah. gotten to that settle line. Like she's talking about, like you've gotten there and you've said, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable, right? You know, I, I want to grow by word, but then you look at your bank statements and you're like, well, I'm making enough. I'm, I'm pretty good. <laughs> so Ingrid, I do want to ask you, what is really the tipping point that helps you break from that consistency to really thriving? It is, as you said, it's a mindset and it's, it's okay to want more. And I think that's where, you know, what happens to people? What do we think about people who have more? And what would you do with more if you had it? Um, and we talked a little bit about that earlier in terms of, you know, what stage of life are you at? What would you do with that? And, you know, for some people, it could be philanthropic. For some people, it could be having a bigger impact. For some people, you know, when you have more profit, when you have more in your business, when you have greater numbers, you can have the latest equipment. Everybody can have the sort of professional training and development that they need. You can have a better team. You can have a bigger team. You know, there's what would you do with more? Would you set up a foundation? Would you do more community work? Like what would you do if you had more? And, uh, you know, I think it's that sort of having a bigger picture and being the best that you can be at what you are. So that you know that you can have that greater reach, um, and that is what helps people get over that line. It's like, what would it? What would it, what would you do? What would be your legacy? What would be your impact? Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. I mean, I really think it's all about positioning in your brain, right? Like where we're at. I know for me, and we were talking about this. It's kind of funny that we're both kind of the same way. But for me, every time I get stuck, I feel like I've plateaued. If I'm there for more than a month, I go hire a new coach every time, because when I hire a new coach and it doesn't mean my old coach was bad, but what it does is it breaks my paradigm, makes me spend a lot of money and it allows me to get a new take on it. Every time my income increases every single time. And it's, it's been one of the best tools for me. And I don't know if that works for everybody, but I would highly recommend it to you. If you're like sitting there, like, Oh, I don't know what to do next. <laughs> and I would endorse that enormously because, you know, this past 12 months, I've taken really good stock of what I'm doing and I've hired in fact, three different 
coaches um, and one I'm continuing to work with um, because that's the one that's working best for me and it's the one I need the most help with actually but the other two have shifted my thinking so much around how I do what I do and really tapping into the passion of what I believe in and it's not that it wasn't there but it's just you know when you find new people that challenge your thoughts you know I love that Jim Rohn you know you are the product of the five people you hang out with and if it's the same people forever um, it, it, that just doesn't work it's we constantly need that new way of thinking you know the tide comes in and the tide goes out and it's different every single time it comes in nature doesn't operate in the sameness you know we've got a huge tree in our backyard and this year it has thrown pine scales and seeds all over the place it hasn't done that for years something's different this year and that's what we need in business you know what is the trigger is it because we had more rain is it because we had less rain last year so what is it in your business that's the pattern that you can bring in something that's different that can actually shift you above that line and if it's a different coach and I'm firmly with you on that Josh the same coach uh, no not the same forever and I certainly I have clients that I kick out of the nest <laughs> I'm a really good mommy bird I'm tossing them out to the nest when it's time to go <laughs> we'll just hope you're never an empty nester in that sense right <laughs> <laughs> never an empty nester that's right because you know nature doesn't work that way does it yeah and, and I love that um you know the way you you uh personified that because it was like the tree example you know it's you really need to identify what, what is the kicker for you? I know for me, I, I can directly tie it to hiring a new coach. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you should just stick with one method. And, and I would agree, but I think you get a lot of big points from other people, but then you stay true to what you're doing. You stay true to your model and you focus on that because the fastest way to complication. And like you said, kind of that was erratic, the, uh, that skate where your, your, your business is inconsistent is when you're constantly trying to be like, ah, new thing, new thing, new thing. And said, focus on the model, get new intake. And, and for us, it's, I have to spend money. So it kind of wakes me up. I'll be honest. Like yeah. it's, it has to be enough that it hurts. Yes. And I think, you know, what you said earlier about marketing changes and, you know, now we're seeing there's some new thing. I don't even know what it's called. Everybody's jumping on instead of LinkedIn and Facebook. There's some other conversation tool people are using. And that's always going to come and go. But your numbers are going to stay the same. Your model is going to stay the same. And so you need different people to help you with all the things that are going on in the world. But your fundamentals are going to stay the same. And that's where a new coach comes in. It's where a new training program comes in. And it just takes you to a different place, a different way of thinking. And, you know, there's this beautiful word, obliquity, which is that things happen indirectly, that you might set off in this direction, but something happens. It's a bit like serendipity. You know, it's that unexpected. And, you know, I think that's when you start to work with someone different and you say, okay, so what is this person you know, I, I need to learn this, but who knows, you might meet someone through that, or they might trigger off a thought pattern that just sends you in a different direction. Yeah. We can't ever really know what's around the corner. Yeah. Well, and, and I love that you bring up that exact, so clubhouse is probably the one you're talking about. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't so, even have a, like the, the word doesn't stick with me. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and you know, it's really funny. So I, I got invited to that like months and months ago, um, joined it, forgot about it. I'll be completely honest. But just today we had, I got invited to do a room on there and it was really interesting because people know I'm, 
I'm kind of opinionated. And so it's, it's kind of funny because they want me to say something and I'm like completely against it sometimes. But uh, we went on there and um, somebody asked me, he's like, so how do you see a clubhouse being like the way to, to grow your podcast? Is it going to kill the podcast and everything? And I'm like, it's going to come and go. That's how all, Facebook's doing that right now. People thought Facebook was going to live forever. They just lost like 30% of their users over a month because of wow. some dumb thing, right? And it's, wow. it's crazy to me that people will rely on these platforms. And, and it brought back to me, I had a, a guy who brought on here, Carl Allen, you may know him, but very, very successful guy. And he's like, Josh, you can either be rich or you can be famous. You can't be both. And I thought that was so intriguing. And, and it really aligns with what you're talking about, Ingrid, you know, is it's, it's all about understanding the numbers. It's all about, if you want to be in business, be in business. If you want to be famous, go be famous. But everybody who's in business feels like they have to become famous in order to be successful in business. And, and they don't go hand in hand. Some of the most successful people are in like mm. the most non-sexy industries, HVAC. Yeah. Uh, this is the story I was telling on there. There's a guy I know, he makes $60 million a year in an HVAC, um, some type of HVAC, he builds products for HVAC. It's a not, not a sexy industry. You're not going to post on social media. I just built a really cool new HVAC that right? people are like, don't care. Right. So I, I love that you're tap, you're tapping into that um, and sharing that. So I want to, I want to ask you this Ingrid, especially with the people who have plateaued and they've said, okay, which direction should I go? What would you recommend for people? Do you feel like they should pivot or should they double down on what they're doing? Oh, it's such a great question. Um, and in fact, yesterday I was having a coaching session with one of my private clients and she is in that we were looking at some of her numbers and get, this is where the numbers are so vital. So she's passed the basics. She gets that the amount that comes in is, you know, got an equal amount that comes out. And so she's looking at where are her sales, you know, what, who in the last six months, who in the last 12 months, like where is the patterns of her sales? And just through analysing this, we discovered that there's these three customers of hers that are um, doing phenomenal amount of, she makes a product and she sells it to them and then they sell it on to the customers. And she said she hadn't realised that these three were standing out from everybody else until we did this analysis of the last six months. And again, you know, she's somebody who had kind of been doing this but had lost track of doing it. So that's that kind of that um, those middle two layers where you're sort of doing it but you're not doing it very well or you're doing it but you're not doing it consistently. And um, so we said, she said, oh, so I need, the first thing she said to me was, we need to go find more of them. And I said, really? Is that exactly what you need to do, go find more of them? Or do you pay so much attention to those three that they go even more gangbusters for what you're doing and other people hear about that and find out about that and then they come looking for you? So that you do double down on what you've already got working really well, find out who that is working for, or do you go out and find a bigger market? And I think that's your question. Is and, and that is when you've got the data, you can see that. And so then that's the question. Go back to them and see, okay, so what is the better strategy here? Do we analyze using the numbers, using the data? Do we analyze and say, is it beneficial for me to go after more of that? Or do I double down and give them more products? Do I give them you know, a better range? Do I give them better service? Do I provide in-store experiences, you know, what do I do with that? So I think, you know, it's it's industry specific, you know, and that's where when you analyze the data, it gives you the power and having a new coach, having a new perspective is a way to have a look at that. So hopefully that answers that question. Yeah, that was a fantastic yeah. answer because there really is no 
set answer. Hence why this podcast exists, right? There's so many different directions you can go, but mm. we should focus on one thing. Like you said, right? like what, what is the thing that is providing the, the, the income? I, I know for me, all of the clients that I've worked with one-on-one, we really don't do a lot of that anymore, but I'm always, they get annoyed by how often I say it. I'm like, what is the ROI activity? What is making you money? And we only focus on that. And they're like, okay, but I want to be on Clubhouse. I want to be on Instagram. And I'm like, why? You have no money coming from that direction. Why don't you double down on growing your email list, which you are great at, that is producing income. You know, like that, what's the ROI activity? And so I love that you you bring that. And, and I think that dovetails really well into your diagram you showed me. I love, I know we're coming up to the end interview here, but I want, I want you to cover this because it was such a cool um, kind of final piece that I think you could share is, is the diagram for the, the, the futures. Yes, yeah. the futures. Thank you. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to say about um, your coaching program and group coaching, because I am such a fan of group coaching, because the thing that didn't happen yesterday in that one-on-one session with that client is nobody else gets to hear that story unless we share it. And, and, you know, that is the huge benefit to being in a group environment where when you hot seat one particular person, then the other 10 people or 20 people or 100 people in that group are actually getting the benefit of that story. And while not everybody has that exact example, money and data and analysing works for all of them. So, you know, that's, um, you know, just to your point about group coaching. Okay, so with me, if you draw... Um, do you want me to put the model up? Is that easier for the visual Let's people? Let's do it. For those who are and watching, the, I think this will be very, very beneficial to them. It's a very simple diagram, everybody. It is. And so if you're only, if you're listening, you can do it with me. So if we start with a piece of paper and in the middle of the side here, we have, this is the point of today. And in 12 months time, there is a 12 months time point. It's going to be here anyway. doesn't matter what happens. There's all kinds of things are going to happen and there's going to be a 12-month point. And we could just go in a kind of straight line or a wavy line between the two points. Alternatively, there is a point where we're worse off than we currently are right now in the 12-month time. And if you think about drawing a line that goes, it's a sort of a red drifty line that goes down towards that future point. Now, it could be in any environment. It could be COVID kilos is a good example of drift. You know, we, we eat a chocolate bar and then we have another packet of chips and we sit on the couch and we don't go to the gym. And it doesn't happen overnight. We don't end up with 15 kilos overnight, but we do end up with the extra COVID kilos or whatever that might be. There's also a point where we would be better off in the future. And this is a line that works along decisions and actions. We take actions on the decisions that we make and we move towards this future better place and right now today we are as close as we're ever going to be to being on any of these lines and what happens in this future place is that these gaps are huge and this is why goals can feel so excruciating and I think this is one of the key things about this model is that when you are here and you think that's where you wanted to be In 12 months time, it's so far away, it feels excruciating. But here, it's the closest you're ever going to be. And if we work along this with decisions and actions, whatever those are, that's how we end up there. And all the alternative is to end up in drift. And I think there's, you know, I use this with dentists and dentists use this with their patients. And I think a lovely analogy for this is, you know, you don't just clean your teeth once a week for an hour. You clean your teeth a couple of times a day for a short amount of time. Decisions and actions are small things we do regularly and 
it's what gets us to the future. We don't just get to Sunday and give our teeth a clean for an hour. You know, so thinking about business, what are the small things we do every single day? Pay attention to the numbers, pay attention to our clients, run the reports, do the analysis. You know, whether it's small amounts of time, weekly, daily, monthly, it's that's what takes us to that place in the future. So that that gap between where we are and where we want to be isn't so huge. So I think um, it's a terrific model. I'll send you a picture of this one if you like, Josh. <laughs> I'd love to. We'll actually probably link that in the description as well so people can see it because it's it's so true. And I love the, te the decaying teeth example, right? Because we all kind of know you need to have those little habits. But the reality is that, and I'm not going to say this with brushing your teeth because you should brush your teeth twice a day plus, right? But uh, in business, we feel like, okay, well, I've got to do it daily. But sometimes even if you miss and you're doing it three or four times a week, that yeah. is still allowing you to get that upwards progression that people don't realize. Because what yeah. typically happens in business is we set a goal, we get all excited about it for a week. And then the next week we miss a day and we're like, okay, well, that goal is stupid. I'm not doing it anymore. And we quit. And instead of saying, okay, we know I missed a day, so I'm going to do it the next day. <laughs> That's right, because we get further and further away. And this, you know, this isn't a straight line either. This, the, the up line is a wriggly line. But what happens when we make decisions and we take actions is that even if we have one or two bad days, our bounce back is better because we're, you know, we're on that upwards trajectory. But that drift that, you know, and I, I think how easily we can drift. You know, I love to swim. We go to the beach, we're between the flags, the surf is raging. And any minute now we're outside the flags because we drift, because something wishes us, you know, and that'll be life, you know, something knocks us off course and we're drifted out of the flags. And so we make that concerted effort to come back in. So, yeah, I just, I think visually, and, and thank you for this being a visual podcast as well as a podcast podcast, <laughs> um, but it certainly helps for people to be able to see the visual. So Yeah. And I do like I hope that's helpful. I love this model. I think this model is magic. Yeah, I, I love it. So we'll link that in the description as well. Um, but, you know, Ingrid, we're already at the end of the interview here. So no. two questions for you. The first one is where can people get access to you and to Healthy Numbers? So my in, uh, my website, I was going to say my internet, my website is <laughs> healthynumbers.com.au. And the very best way to connect personally with me is through LinkedIn. I'm a LinkedIn fan. Um, and I have a podcast and I have a book. Um, they're called So You Want to Start a Business. Um, and yeah, so, but healthynumbers.com.au is the very best place to find me or LinkedIn personally. Love that. So we'll link those in the description so everybody can connect with you as well. And Thanks. just one final thing for you, Ingrid. So if you could leave one final parting piece of guidance, what would that be? Get in touch with your numbers. Just figure those numbers out. And whatever they are, they they can expand and be more. And even if you feel like you understand them, dig a little deeper because the more you dig into the numbers, the more they reward you. It's the gift that keeps on giving. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you want to fill your favorite platform with dream customers, then come join myself and thousands of others of hosts at theluckytitan.com slash tribe. Here you can find guests for your show, get featured on other shows, and discover the secrets to building an audience of raving fans. So once again, go create your free account at theluckytitan.com slash tribe.